0: Hello, beautiful one! Welcome to today's episode of the Diverse K Life Podcast. If you don't know what the Diverse K Life Podcast is, it is a weekly conversation with tech industry experts and career strategists where I interview them about their careers to help you with your own technology career. I'm Kawat Abdul Hakim, the founder of Diverse K, whose mission is to help you choose and navigate your dream tech career. Visit DiveAscay.com to learn more. If you would like to join the podcast live, which is always fun, it happens every Friday on my LinkedIn. You can find the link to my profile in the description. If you're also not subscribed or you're currently listening, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Now let's get into today's episode. Today I have a very special guest. Kevin Eckenberry, and he is a remote work expert and I am just going to bring him on right now to talk about you know his career you know and a bit about his career background. Hi Kevin.
1: Greetings from Indianapolis. I can't I can't put in the comments right now cuz I'm here with you. I don't want to multitask. So I'll just say greetings to everybody. Good day to everybody from Indianapolis, Indiana.
0: Hello everybody. <laughs> Okay, Kevin, tell us a bit about your career and your background. Just a brief about your career background. What was it like?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. Before we went live, I was telling you, today's sort of a special day for me because 28 years ago today, I started my company. So 28 years ago yesterday, I left corporate America, corporate Fortune 10 company in in my last role in in a training and development role and and started the journey of being an entrepreneur and a business owner. And so for a while, that was just Kevin with one client, but eventually the team started to grow. And there are now 15 of us spread out across the United States. And we do we do the important work of helping leaders and teams be more effective in the work that they do so they can make a bigger positive difference in the world. And because we're talking about remote, I know we'll get to this more, but I've been leading a remote team for over a decade. So really remote or hybrid team for over a decade. So we're we're in the business of helping folks get better and that's why I'm so excited to be with you today. Yeah,
0: I'm excited, so excited to have you. Hi, Jessica, I can see you. If you're just joining, let us know in the chats where you're joining from. So you've been you've been working remotely for over 10 years. Davis. Well, I guess you could say. <laughs>
1: I guess you can say since when i you know when I turned in my badge and my keys, I was working remotely from a, from an office from an office in my house and so I, so and, and so I was remote from our client from whatever clients I would have at the time at the time then. But once I started to build a team, the first people that worked for me worked in the same location in my house in a basement office but but we've been we've had folks working remotely now for probably 15 years.
0: That's really, really great. Okay, what would you say are some benefits that you've, you know, for working remotely for you over the years? What are some things you've seen to be benefits?
1: Well, I'll say it this way. I mean, there's benefits for me as the leader of a team because then I can, I can recruit or attract people from anywhere, right? I can also keep, keep someone on my team, right? If, so, So here's an example. So I have someone that last week celebrated working for us for 12 years, and she used to come to an office here a, a couple of days a week, and then she's, her role has changed, and she really didn't come to the office ever. And then about two years ago, she informed me, she didn't really ask me, she informed me that she and her husband were going to rent their house to their daughter and live in their RV and travel around the U.S. So... Um, oh. So, literally, I mean, now if she had chosen that new lifestyle and I forced people to be in the office or didn't have a, an option or for a way for people to work somewhere else, then Angie would no longer be on our team after 10 years. But instead, yeah. number one, she felt comfortable that, and by the way, everybody, she didn't really ask. She basically told me, but she already knew that it would be okay as long as we, you know, she, there were four or five questions that. I asked that she already had answers to so so by doing that it allowed me to keep a great member of our team it allowed her to have the flexibility to live the life that she wants and still be a productive part and have meaningful work on our team so it's a win all the way around from that perspective
0: yeah yeah it is and i love her new lifestyle by the way <laughs> gets into like move around it actually sounds interesting.
1: It wouldn't work for me, but it yeah. works for her, right? Like, I, I don't know, you know, I love my wife. I've been married for 35 years. I don't know that I want to be unnecessary yeah. with her 24 seven, just saying, and I'm sure she would say the same thing to me now. I So to answer the rest of the, the unanswered question, unasked question, and that is that I, I am not literally in my house now. I am in an office. We bought an office building. It's actually a home that we turned into offices 14 years ago. And so I'm here today. There will be one other member of the team that will be here later today, but everybody else in the team is working elsewhere, including in an RV.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay, I saw this comment from Raquel. Can you hear us now? And I need everyone else to please confirm if you can hear us and see us. That's very important so that we know we're good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The good news is we can
1: hear each other. So that means it's probably not, it's probably on the LinkedIn end, but we'll cross our fingers.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Hello, Sharon from Harrisburg. How are you doing? Helen, hi. Hello, Chooks from Florida. Nice to have all of you join. Okay, Kevin. As much as there are all these benefits, there are definitely drawback, like the work-life balance. How do you balance work and life? How do you draw the line between the...
1: Well, I have, I have pretty strong opinions about this, actually. and And I would say this, that at the end of the day, everyone has to figure this out for themselves. And I think that many people are searching for some magical place that they say, well, now I have work-life balance. And and, and I believe that the key is in the, the phrase, work-life balance. And so think about a scale, right? Work, life. And we have to balance them. And that means that it's an ever-moving target. Right? I was telling you about what my week was last week. Last week, I was extraordinarily busy And so work took a higher role in my life last week than it might next week. And so the balance I think has to always, we have to recognize that it might be changing. For some people, there might be a time of year. If you're in the retail world in the United States, you're about to move into the busiest time of the year. You might work more hours than you do at another time of the year. So I think we have to think about work-life balance, first of all, as a personal thing. Second of all, as an, an ongoing moving target at third of all as about season of life where we are in our life and might might impact what that is you know if you're if you're just starting your tech career and you might say right now I need to focus on my career and I'm going to choose to spend more time there than I might elsewise if I'm if I'm just recently married maybe I'm going to spend more time in that area I just had, had a child and might might shift my balance a little bit but for in the moment, back to your origi- the, you know, the core of your question, which is about work-life balance when we're remote. I think that the key there is whatever the balance is that we're after, we have to set some clear boundaries. So for, yeah. example, for example, if you have this thing with you all the time and you have it set up so it bings and beeps and buzzes every time you get an email from work, I would encourage you to do two things. Turn off the beeps, buzzes, and dings, at least in the off hours. And number two, get this phone away from you. Because if not, you're going to get sucked in to che- Well, I'm just going to check this email. And then the next thing you know, well, I'll just, that'll be easier on my laptop. And the next thing you yeah.
0: know. Yeah, already- so you already working again. You have
1: to set boundaries with those we work with so that everyone's clear about, you know, what the what my, you know, in the tech world, we, we talk about service service level agreements, right? Let's. What's my agreement about how quickly I'll respond to emails? Can you expect emails to be replied to after business hours? Here's the thing. If you send me an email and I reply to you, what are you gonna keep doing? Sending me emails, it's working. So it won't change unless we have a conversation and set boundaries. It won't change unless we change our behavior because yeah. everyone we reply to, and I'm just using email as the example, everyone we reply to is not only changing that work-life balance, it's potentially continuing to change it as well as creating a habit for ourselves. B. turn off all the beeps, buzzes, and dings. Yeah. Set some boundaries with your coworkers, with your leader, your boss, with your team, if you are the boss and with your family.
0: Yeah, those are really great points, Kevin. And I like your ideology, your definition of what work balance is, you know, it's ever changing. And that's like the best and accurate way to describe it. So everyone has to figure out, you know, how to best manage their life and, you know, work and make sure that one doesn't suffer too much for the other, you know, yeah, I think that's really great. If you're working remotely currently, let us know in the chat, you know, what's it like for you? How are you managing your work-life balance? would love to see, would love to, you know, learn from each other. Let us know in the chat, you know, how you manage your own work-life balance. Okay, Kevin, the next thing I was hoping to ask you was, you know, do you suffer from boredom? <laughs> working remotely sometimes can be boring, so... Do you get bored and, you know, how do you overcome it? And if not, how do you go about not getting bored?
1: Well, the first thing is, and I, I, I told you before we started, I knew you were going to ask me this question. Like, well, <laughs> I don't really know what that even is. Yeah. I, I, so do I suffer from boredom? No, I don't even really know that I know what that is. Oh, so, and I know that I'm not normal. Right. But I think there's an important question. So what what do I do? Like, I always have things I want to do. I have things that I'm interested in. I always have books. I always have things like I have a list over here. It's not very far down without me to show it to you. But I have a list of what I call my thinking list. And some of them are things I'm thinking about for my our business or for some content that I might need to be right my next book or whatever. But some it's just things I want to be thinking about in terms of reflection for myself. So no, I I rarely am ever bored. I don't really know what that means, I guess, is what I would say. But the second thing I would say is that I do think that when we're working remotely and when we're working alone, there are, whether it's boredom or not, there are certainly things that are very different and can have a big impact on our mental health, right? Like the longer we work, by ourselves the more isolated we feel the more lonely we may be and i think those are critical things for us to think about and be aware of and 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 know this that if you aren't you aren't feeling that because you've got a great support system around you and and while while working remotely is different you're not really feeling isolated or lonely know that people some people that you're working with are feeling that and you might be in a position to help them through some of that by reaching out
0: to them. Yeah. And uh, what would you say to someone, you know, who's actually feeling lonely, bored, you know, not managing the remote life very well, you know, what should they do? What should they do to make it active, to make it, you know, less boring? And actually... Go back
1: and watch the last 39 of these live on, you know, binge watch, binge watch. No, I'm, 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 I'm mostly teasing, but but I would say this: if you if you are feeling isolated and lonely, then reach out to someone. And and I, you know, I we've got people here from all over the world, right? So I don't know what sort of the local challenges or restrictions might be, in terms of you physically seeing people. But I think yeah. that for most of us, that's not as stringent as it was. And so what I would say, I'll say what I said before: if 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 you're not feeling it, others are. But if you're If you're feeling alone, you're not the only one that's feeling alone. And so reach out to someone. Hey, can we get together in the park and just have a chat? Hey, can we get together and play a game? Hey, can we get together and have dinner? Hey, can we go for a walk? Whatever it is, because if we don't take if we aren't proactive to try to change that, that's, you know, it's not going to get better on its own. And if you say, well, I don't know who I would reach out to, then now, now might be the time to, to start thinking about how could I get myself more involved in in a, in a volunteer organization in some other way? And you say, well, I can't do that physically. I have, I have health concerns. I, I understand that. You need to start getting creative and thinking about how can I sort of re-engage my existing circle or build myself a new circle of folks that I can interact with.
0: Yeah, and I'll add to that. Another thing is when you're working remotely, now you have more time, sort of you have more time, You have more time in the morning. So you might want to like find activities that would fill up your morning, have a good morning routine. You know, what do you want to do when you wake up? You know, do you want to like listen to some podcast? Do you want to cook? Do you want to, you know, do anything interesting? Do you want to exercise in the morning? Find some things to fill up your morning with that would, you know, make you active for the day. Then, your other free time after work, during lunch, what do you want to do? Now you have time to actually fill it up with things that you enjoy doing. What are things that you've always wanted to do, but you haven't done. So, you know, try and list those things down. And, you know, for this month, I'm going to take all this free time I have to do this thing I want to do. You know, you, you just have more freedom now if you're working remotely and it's it's in your hands to make it how interesting or boring, you know, as whatever you want it to be. So just like find the time and actively do something about it, just like Kevin says.
1: Yeah, just start with, start with, think about in in, in the United States, the average American commute pre-pandemic was 27 minutes each way. So I don't know how long your commute is, but just start there, right? So so in the U.S., on average, People that were going to an, going to a workplace and are now work their workplace is down is in their where they live, they got an hour back on average. So I would just encourage you to think about what is how long was your commute each way? Whatever it is, 40 minutes. Okay, I'm gonna intentionally, proactively use that 40 minutes in a new way. Right. And you're saying in the morning, which I completely agree with, getting your day off to a great start. And you may say, I'm going to use all that time in the morning because I don't have to start at the same time I did before. Or I'm going to use, I'm going to take that 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon, whatever, however you choose to use it. But realize that you got that amount of time back. And a lot of people have just put that into work, they've invested in their work. And, And if that's the choice you want to make, I'm not here to judge that choice, but I just want you to make it a choice and not just start doing it because my email is going off, so I'll start answering emails.
0: (laughs) I'm interrupting this podcast to remind you to subscribe if you haven't, and also nudge you to visit diversk.com to kickstart your technology career or get help navigating your existing tech career. Okay, back to the discussion. Yeah, Kevin, there's this question from... Jane Ann, I have my opinion, but I would want you to go first. Do you believe there should be core hours and places that are completely remotely working?
1: What core hours means could be very different. I think that it, as as the leader of an organization, I know that there are times when, when we may need to be together, may not physically, but we need to we need to be able to converse. We need to do things synchronously. And so, I, I really actually love the way the question is asked because I think that and on my team. We have people that start at and end at different times. We have some people that are working some in the morning and some later in the day. But I think that having some core hours where we know that if we need to gather as a group. Or I know I need to get three or four people together to work on a problem that there's there's a core time of day when we can find uh, or we can find where we might be able to make that happen. So I, I don't I don't think that the right answer is everyone needs to work eight to four or nine to five But I do think we need to have a pretty decent sense of when people are working in case we need to gather, to interact, to converse. And so I really love it as thinking about core hours rather than sort of standard hours. I believe the future of work is flexibility. And one of those flexibilities is where we work, but one of those flexibilities is when we work as well. And what we just have to do is figure out how to make that all work for everyone. Now, if you're you're in technology and you're a... You're a consultant or you're a contractor, right? Then you just need to work that out with your with your employer, with your client, right? And if you say, well, I want to code in the middle of the night, as long as it meets the needs of the organization, then I say, go for it.
0: Yeah, that was what I was about to say. It's more about the results. You know, if you're able to de- deliver the results that is required at this given time, I believe that's what's most important. Definitely, there will be some projects where, you know, yeah, definitely there will be some projects, isn't it, that you have to engage with other team members. But, you know, there should probably be some set times that the team has, okay, we're meeting at this time to talk about this thing. But most of the time, because you're working remotely, you're working individually, but you're trying to achieve the goal of the, you know, organization or, you know, whatever you're working on. So you have the freedom to you know, take breaks in between, the end goal is deliver the results when it is needed. So yeah, that's my opinion about that. I agree. Yeah, okay, let me take this Jessica's question. I am working remotely. I have a separate computer for work and I turn it off at the end of the work day. I have turned off, up... oh, oh yeah. Thanks for the contribution, Jessica. That's actually very valuable.
1: So let me just say something else. Can I, if I can add something. So some people are saying, well, that's great for you, Jessica. I only have one computer and I'm using it for work. I'm using it for everything else. Mm -hmm. So let me say two things. First of all, if you only have one, what some people are doing is they're creating a separate profile on their, if they're using windows. So literally they log in as a separate thing. So they don't see all the work stuff. So there are ways to get there and listen, this is a, this is a tech group. So a lot of you probably can figure out how to do that. But the other thing is if you, if you do have a separate computer for work, it sounds like for Jessica, it's absolutely working. She's turning it off. Here's the thing: if you have another a separate space, you can turn it off to leave the room. No big deal, right? But if you're saying, "Yeah, but even though I'm turning it off, I can still see it because it's sitting in a shared space of my of my living area," then I would say cover it up with a sheet. Anything that you can do to put more more effort between you going back to it, the better. Turning it off is excellent. You got to wait for it to turn back on. You got to decide, yes, I'm going to go back to work by hitting a button, right? If you cover it up, I've got to decide that I'm going to take the sheet off and see all the paperwork as well as the computer. Like, do anything you can to create that boundary and that reminder for yourself. Jessica, that's really, really good.
0: Yeah, I can see another contribution from Jane. She says, I have been working in a complete remote work environment for the past three years. I have somewhat of a routine which helps and required, meeting, and required meetings help connect me with the team. Yeah, that's great, Gina, and thanks for the contribution. Well Lee, after teaching for 20 years, working remotely as a curriculum developer with a very tough adjustment, it's hard to feel a sense of accomplishment. Lists have helped. Yeah, yeah, that's very helpful to me too. As have certain timers to get tasks done in a timely manner, instead of letting them stretch through the day. Very, very important. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for sharing. And yes, if you don't like set time to things, you definitely stretch them out. If you don't like commit, I'm going to finish this in an hour, or I'm going to finish this in the next three hours, you end up stretching it out and spending more time than you need to on that certain project. Okay, I'm going to take, thanks so much for your comments, Jessica. I'll take this question from Olubinga before we move on. Remote also means no definite hours for some establishment. How do you deal with that as an employee? Employee.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's closely related
0: to what we talked about.
1: But let me add a couple of things. So now as an individual employee, my advice to you would be have a conversation with your supervisor, manager, leader, person. What is it that they expect or what is it that they need from you? Are there times when they need... To be to know that the two of you can connect to have a conversation or to trade trade instant messages or whatever. So I would say that one of the things that having a remote work environment probably creates creates an opportunity for you to have more flexibility, as it sounds like it is for you. I would just encourage you as an individual to make sure that you've had that conversation with your boss, so that you know that what you're doing while it's working for you is also working for the organization.
0: Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, Kevin, let's talk about distractions, avoiding distractions and staying productive. You know, how have you been able to go about
1: those working remotely? Well, the first thing is, and I have it here because I knew I would use it as a a prop. I figured it would come up, right? But this thing right here is distraction number one for most of us, right? Yeah. So first thing, turn off all the dings, buzzes, pings, turn all that stuff off because they immediately distract you, even if you don't pick up the phone. The research says that if the phone is in your line of sight, it makes you less productive because it distracts you. So I don't don't always take it out of the room, but I put it out of sight, it goes in a drawer, right? Because how often, and you don't have to answer this out loud to us, right? To the whole world, but how often do you, you look around, you see your phone, you pick it up. It is a distraction. So we have to figure out number one, what are your distractors? And then how do you reduce or eliminate them? Reducing them is turning off the buzzes and the dings and the beeps, right? Eliminating it is getting it out of your line of sight, moving it away, right? Closing down the things on your internet browser that you might click on because they're there. You're less likely to go type it in again than if it's already there on you know, with an open window. So, I mean, just think about, you need to stop. And so is, is my distraction, is my dog in my house, my distraction, or is that my relief? I mean, I'm not here to judge what they are, but I think it's a great question because we cannot multitask. It is a myth to think that we can. And so the reality is figure out what are your distractors and then work to eliminate them and get them out of get them out of your line of sight Get them out of your way, keep them from showing
0: up. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, different for everyone. It might be having too much tabs open on your, you know, browser. So do you want to like make sure that you just have limited tabs open, focusing on just that thing you're currently doing? You know, just figure out what your distractions are and try to eliminate them. And, you know, have that plan that we talked about earlier. Have that structure of okay this is what I have to achieve. This is the set period, you know, put into them. So once you like have that mindset that I have to do this thing at this certain time, you try as much as possible to put distractions away. And in addition, like Kevin says, put your phone or other things that, you know, are always there to distract you. Try to put them away, you know, focus on the plan, Get achieve that thing you want to achieve for that day.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%.
0: Yeah. And staying productive.
1: Is your productivity always great to working remotely? Well, always is a long time. I think a lot of people that know me say that I'm more productive than most people or than anyone that they know. And yet I always feel like there's a lot more that I can accomplish. So let me say it this way. Productivity, and you said it earlier, right? It's about accomplishment. We need to focus on accomplishment, not activity. So a lot of people will say well i'm busy and i would say but that didn't tell me anything right that's telling me something about activity productivity is about output yield per unit time right like how much productivity isn't about how much i got done if it took me 14 hours to do it versus taking me 8 hours right yes i got it done but productive is is same work same quality of work in Less time. So, uh, you know, I, I teach sort of a two-hour session. I taught a whole-day session on on this idea of what it takes and what it means to be more productive. But one of those things is what are my distractions, right? Where am I focused right now, and am I focused on the things that serve me best right now? Right? And, and 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 then what's the best use of my time right now? And we talked about that already. I'm going to plan out my day. This hour, I'm going to work on this thing. So being intentional about that. Those would be a couple of the key things. That will help. And then the other thing is just knowing where you're really trying to head, knowing what your goals are for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year. And and so that you can make sure that what you're doing is is what I'm doing now moving me toward my goal. And if it's not, then maybe this isn't the time. Maybe this phone and whatever you're doing on it on Facebook or the game that you're playing. I am not saying there's anything wrong with those things. Right. But is that the best use of your time right now? Maybe the, that's a perfect way for you to have that mental break, but it may not be the best use of your time right now.
0: Yeah, prioritizing is very important. Okay, I really hope all of you joining live, all of you currently on live, are uh, you know getting value from this discussion. I hope you're enjoying it, and I appreciate all the comments that came in from you know you guys and. This has been a really, really interesting conversation for me and yeah, we are going to wrap this up very soon, but I would like you, Kevin, to tell us like that advice you would give to new and existing remote workers who are just, who want to like reap the benefits of remote work. What's that one advice you normally give to them?
1: Well, I would say that from our research and in our our latest book, The Long Distance Teammate, and you can learn more by going to longdistanceteammate.com, in our research and in our experience, the single biggest factor that will improve the chances that you're successful as a remote or distance teammate is being more proactive. And a lot of the things that we've talked about during the course of this 30 minutes or so have been about being more proactive. So waiting around isn't necessarily the right answer being willing to take action, being willing to speak up, being willing to volunteer, being willing to try, being willing to ask. All of those are matters of choice and they relate to being proactive. And so making sure that you're proactive in getting what you need, making sure you're proactive in being a part of the team, making sure you're proactive in terms of your own development and chances are That's true, or you wouldn't be watching and listening to us now. I think that if I could say one thing, I would say be proactive. And certainly if you've been watching and you wanted to follow me or connect with me on LinkedIn, I would certainly love that. We try to provide a lot of things there every week that will help you as a remote worker as well.
0: Yeah, that's very great advice, Kevin. Yes, follow Kevin, you know, for remote work tips and follow me for technology career development, you know, tips also. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Diverse K podcast. If you found it helpful, please share it with your friends and colleagues that would also find it helpful. Do have a wonderful morning, afternoon or night. Until next week. Bye.